is Hard Place, a novel by R.A. Jacobson. Listener discretion is advised. Contains strong language, violence, and some adult situations. Chapter 53. Jacob Finds Billy's Coins. Once again, Jacob and Brian drove past Billy's trailer, flooded with police lights and yellow tape. There was still a lot of activity with cops walking around the property. They didn't slow, and after a few minutes they turned into Billy's folks' abandoned farmyard. Clyde's headlights lit the top of the grass and Sean passed them, casting long shadows as they walked toward the barn. Jacob pushed through some overgrown willows to a small building that Billy had planned to use as a mashing shed. It was empty, swept clean, ready for the barrels of fermenting mash. Here it is, Brian said. Well, it looks like a shed. Yeah, he hadn't started yet. I think he was kind of afraid of pissing you off. Well, fuck, he sure as shit should have been. He's dead, I'm still pissed at him. Fuck it, there's nothing here. Jacob turned to leave when the beam of his flashlight caught something shiny tucked up in the rafters of the shed. Wait, what's that? He reached up and pulled down a small wooden cigar box with a rubber band securing it. Inside, three silver coins glinted dully. What are these? They look really old. What the fuck was Billy doing with these? Jacob asked. Don't know. Gran had one of those. I remember playing with it when I was small. Gramps brought it back from the war. She used to say there was a secret, that the coin was a key to what she never said. Or if she did, I don't remember. I was little, Brian said. Does she still have it? Jacob put the coins back in the box and looked at Brian. She's still kicking. Don't know if she still has it. Don't think she would have gotten rid of it. I could ask. Yeah, I think you should ask. Better yet, let's go over and see her. Yeah, sure. But let's leave it till morning. It's late and she's a cranky old bird. After a quick coffee the following day, Jacob and Brian jumped into Clyde and drove to town. They pulled up in front of a house overgrown with dark skeletal trees and bush. Just a warning. She ain't my real gran. I never knew her any other way, but she's a bit odd, Brian said as he stepped out of Clyde. How so? Jacob shut Clyde's door and followed Brian. Well, my ma used to say she's a bruja, a real witch. A bruja? Yeah. I seem to recall hearing something about her. Well, this could be interesting. The house was well kept, with a side gate to a large garden. The woman who answered the door was tall and thin, with long gray hair and hazel eyes that held a strange energy Jacob found both unsettling and attractive at the same time. Hey, Gran, how are you? Brian seemed shy around her. Who's that, Brian? What you doing here? She was not a woman who wasted words, obviously. Hey, Gran, how are you? This is my friend Jacob. Looks like one of Silas's relatives. You related to old Silas? She looked Jacob in the eyes. Uh, yeah, he's my granddad, Jacob replied. Yeah, I can see his eyes in you. She turned as if looking for something on the ground. When she looked up, just for a second, Jacob thought her eyes went black, but only for a second. She reached forward and grasped Jacob's hands. Yeah, I can see the skigox in you. Ski what? Jacob asked. She smiled and touched Jacob's beard. She moved with understated grace and smiled as she invited them in. Her smile did not touch her eyes. They stayed hard and appraising. 
Gran, do you still have that silver coin you used to let me play with? Brian asked. Gran Anderson looked at Brian as if she didn't recognize him. She frowned, smiled briefly, then turned and walked into the living room. Brian and Jacob followed the gray lady into the dim sitting room, which had a starkness bordering on barren. There was power in this woman. Jacob could sense it. She glided, almost as if she did not touch the ground, and rested her hand on the hot wood-burning stove in the center of the room without regard. She sat in one of the two sagging armchairs and pointed in the general direction of the hard, mismatched chairs beside a harvest table stacked with books. Brian sat down in the other armchair and grinned. Jacob grabbed a wooden chair close to hand, sat, legs extended, boots crossed. Well, Brian, I wouldn't go losing that now, would I? There was a slight edge to her voice. Could we see it? Jacob asked, sitting forward. In answer, she turned and pulled a small wooden box off a shelf behind her, as if she had it ready for him. She set the box down in her lap, and from a small cloth bag she pulled out a silver coin. After a calculated pause, she handed it to Jacob. It felt heavy, old, and it was precisely the same as the ones Billy had. John, that's Brian's grandpa, brought it back from the war. He always called it his lucky coin, claimed it saved his life. Oh, Jacob looked up from the coin and met Grand's eyes. He found it one day, walking through a small, bombed-out village in France, she explained. I remember him talking about it, Brian looked at the coin in Jacob's hand. He said he and his squad were walking through a small village. He looked down and there was a shiny coin. Next thing you know, there was a crack of a rifle and mud flew up right in front of his boot. He said he froze, sure he was going to be shot. Grant Anderson was watching Jacob closely as Brian told the story. The squad was yelling and ducking for cover, but when the shooting stopped, he looked around, his entire squad was dead, and the sniper was gone. Brian looked at Gran. You used to tell me the coin was a key, remember? Brian sat back, smiling, enjoying the story that had given him so much pleasure as a young boy. Yeah, that's what I always said. But he really didn't know what he had. Yes, it's a key, but not on its own. It has great power. It has secrets. Some I know and some I still am working on. She looked uncomfortable. Brian here tells me you're a witch. Is that true? Jacob said as he handed back the coin. Yeah, I still practice. Not the flying around on a broom. I have newt, toe a frog, dance around naked kind of magic. I learned a bunch. Now I realize the genuine power is in the words I use. Grand paused and sipped her tea. What I do is tell stories, and some of those stories are so good that folks believe them, and they make them real. That's the kind of magic that changes the world. It's powerful stuff. Jacob reached in his bag and pulled out the cigar box with the coins in it and showed it to Gran. Shit! How many you got there? Gran Anderson leapt up. Three, Jacob said, surprised at a reaction. Fuck, he'll be looking for you for sure. Best get yourself gone. That makes four in the same room. Where'd you get them? Billy had them, Jacob said. I think he had more, Brian mumbled. More? Gran said. Yeah, he said he had something that was going to change everything hereabouts. Said the judge was going to do a different dance. Brian looked down sheepishly. Shit, why didn't you tell me that before? 
Jacob turned to Brian, who shrugged. I want you out of here and take those cones with you, Grant Anderson said as she stood and led the men out. Brian looked scared. The power of this woman, this bruja, seemed to radiate and pulse. Jacob wished he could see her through Clyde's eyes. Her power would be impressive. She pushed them from the room and out of the house. I'll try to hide you as long as I can, she said as she slammed the door. Tune in next Tuesday for Chapter 54, Like the Devil. Stories from a Hard Place is a narrative podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, R.A. Jacobson presents another chapter from Hard Place, read by the author. Opening music by Noah Zachran. Production copyright by R.A. Jacobson, 2022. If you'd like to support Stories from a Hard Place, please go to patreon.com forward slash hard place. If you would like a book version, either ebook or print, you can find it anywhere books are sold, including your local library. You can find links to all these and much more at Deadcat Studio. That's deadcatstud.io. Thanks for listening. Keep the shiny side up.